Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Before the line. Yes. She came uh, one hour before. Hello? Hi. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And I'm going to discuss today the pandemic produce pickup. And my guess is, can you, can you give your name, please? Yes. My name is Camille Bochao. And I'm the Community Outreach Coordinator for the Eden Post Foundation. Great. How long have you lived in Albany? I live in, I live in Albany for five years now. Uh, and where did you live before that? So before, I live in Togo. So I, Togo is in West Africa. So I lived there with my mom. And I came here to continue school and to live with my dad here, too, to join my dad and to go to school as well. So do you, uh, do you like living in Albany? I love living in Albany because I, um, first, because my dad is here, I got to see him. And also, Albany is a place where I, 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 place where I really had the opportunity to work a lot with, like, most of the NGOs, like the USCI, United States Committee for Refugee and Immigrants, the Albany Damien Center, and I have a lot of experience there, and I'm so glad now to work for the Eden Host Foundation and see, like, the need of people, like, face-to-face and see how people are really looking for, like, a change, like, who's looking for food. Yes. So how did you get involved with the pandemic produce pickup? Yes. How do I get involved with the pandemic? Yes. Yes. So um, first, as a coordinator for Eden Host Foundation, we we, we found that um, the perfect program that we can do during this time is the food program because food is really a necessity for the community and actually for everyone, food is a really necessity. And especially for people living in this area, the West Hill, because the West Hill is considered like a a place where there's not really food, there's not, and, and um, so for the past four months, uh, we, we've been providing, like, food and fresh vegetables to those people in the West Hill and Clinton Avenue, and unfortunately, during the uh, last, the month of October, we do not have the lack of funds, we don't have enough funds to continue this program, but we really, really wanted to continue this program, because if you see how, I mean, we are continuing the program, but we don't have enough funds, yes. So, because I feel like when I go, every time I go to um, to the marketplace and I hand food to people and I told them that and sometimes they say, I hope you guys are not going to close. I hope you guys uh, are still continue doing the food. And I see how people, even you can tell by the smile of people, if you go to the market right now, maybe at two, you see, so Monday to Thursday, we are doing that. And then people are happy. And it's not even any kind of food we are, we are providing fresh food, like the necessity, like vegetable, because we want the community to be healthy too. We're not going to give them anything and then maybe they're going to be obese or stuff like that. We provide fresh food, fresh vegetable. And by doing that also, another Another goal is that we're providing like job opportunity for 
four members of our community, like site managing, like coordinator, and food distribution, and so on. So I'm really happy every time I go there, I distribute myself food to those people. And just the smile of those, just it's doing so, it can, it can make your debate. Like you see people, again, as I was saying, they say that now with the um, COVID-19, a lot of people lost their job and school have shut down, there's no more school, and people are more in the house, and people who depend, like kids who depend to eat at school now, they don't have, there's no more school to eat, so now they have to come to the food market and eat. So I feel like if we close that, if we do not have enough on to continue this program, a lot of people will feel bad. There's, I mean, it's going to be very, very bad. So I really, um, I, feel, I feel so blessed, and I really want this program to continue. Because even I was saying during the Thanksgiving, those are the people like Christmas, Thanksgiving is the period where people really are looking for food. And we cannot be somewhere eating and without like helping other people close to us. Because uh, even just $2 a day, like giving something like our program is a week is $1,300. Like it can help someone, it can help someone close to us. There's people, there's that old lady when I came one time, we were supposed to start two hours before, and she came one hour before the line. And I was telling her, why are you coming to her? She said, no, no, I don't want to miss to have this. My specialty here is maybe the carrot. I don't want to miss that. So she came early, and it was so cold, and she was waiting like that just because before we start. And when I saw that, when I saw that old lady waiting like that, I'm like, no, those people really know it for, for, for food. Because you can't come, if it's at 2 p.m., you come at 1 p.m. just waiting for two, just for food, in the cold like that, freezing. You, it just, this can only show how much people are really looking for food. They want to help. They want to help, and a lot of people lost their job. They have nowhere else to eat. Even the stamp, the stamp is not enough for people. Like they really want, they need food. And I feel like this program, and you can see that in every place, is like people having like a market, like we have in fresh food and vegetable. No, and you can see the line. The line is so huge when you do everybody. You see that list like 150 families a day, which is like 600 household a week. Which is for me is like it's a good it's, it's, it's tremendous helping people is something especially with food winter time we know winter time is a time that is very tough for everybody first and right. thinking that yes and thinking that there's no people around us do not have food and we can't do anything it's something I mean I think us as a community we can do something to fight hunger. I think we can find, we can do something to find hunger. We can help our elder people because it's different type of people over there. It's elder, you see elderly, you see people with disabilities, this man with his chair trying to hold and hold just to come to, to be on time, not to miss the food. You see people who don't speak English like me. My, as you can tell, I have an accent. I speak French. English is not my first language. And there's a lot of people like that. They don't even know they have like those food programs. If they know, I'm sure there will be more people coming there. And so we have to raise awareness about this program first so we can have more people coming again. And, yes, this is what I can say about this. So when when you grow the food and people come to you, where can they pick up the food and do they pay for it? No, they don't pay for the food. So we have all type of, and we have the good thing with this program is like we have variety of food. We have like we have a big, big table. So we have carrot, we have lettuce, we have like 
any type of like vegetable, the vegetable. Sometimes we have the not sometimes most of the time we have bread too, and we have food. We're trying to have like the fresh, the fresh food that people are happy to eat because it's not because they say okay, let's feed people. We're gonna give them anything else so they get sick. No, and then they don't pay. You just come, they come, they stay on the line, and we try to maintain like the. The, the the distance we told them that you guys okay you just tell me what you want but we not touch we are the only ones supposed to touch we wear our gloves because we got you know with the COVID nineteen we gotta be very safe mm-hmm. so people wear the gloves and then you come and you say okay I want this carrot too please I want a couple of tomatoes I want this I want this I want this. so we're trying to give them and we told them you want a box or you want a bag so sometimes people who take box you can tell that they really need like they really want and you see people doing them sometimes three times a line they'll come and then after boom they come back again to come you can see that they are really looking for that and then it's, and and it feels so happy to help people I mean um, for me, it's, it's the world, like helping people. You don't need to be like billionaire to help people for me. Like simple things can make people happy. And if I had, I don't know, like, I'll, 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 I'm so happy and I'm so glad that I had this opportunity to work with the Eden Hope Foundation, helping people like that. Um, it's a blessing for me, yeah. So they do not feel so, uh, it's free. Uh, when you um, when you see people that come to you for food, is there a great need, and is there a lot of people who cannot afford good fresh produce in the city of Albany? Yes, Cynthia. When I see people, I feel like there's a great need because sometimes you see, especially during the Thanksgiving, you see that the line was huge. And I feel like the more, the more, for example, we do sometimes, like we can't, you say one day you see this, this many of people, maybe like 100 and next day, and you see like there's more people. You can tell that it's working because like maybe the person who takes, going to call his neighbor and say, do you know that they have at the Clinton Avenue 574, like they have free food, and this person who call, because there's need, the more the people I see, like the more they need that. And if they, if they feel like it wasn't like good produce, I'm not sure they will have come back. Maybe they will be like, oh, we go there and this tomato is not fresh, nothing, so why should we go? No, because they know that when they come, it's the same thing that they have in the store, like even better because it's more fresh. You go, you start the tomato, it's very hard, it's not very soft, and the food, and we have different kind, different kind of food, so colorful, we try to make it so clean because we want the people to be like healthy, like us. If you want to give something to people, we, can, we have to give them something that we can eat too because we are all human beings. And I see in the eyes of people that they're really looking for that. You see them on the line. You see them, like like I say, again, coming again and again. Sometimes they do three times the line. They finish, they come back again, come back. But we're not going to tell them that oh, you're here to come once. Why are you? No, never. Like, come, come. Even if you want to do five times, six times, as long as there's food for everyone, we are good to go. But we try to help everybody, elderly, old people, like, young, you see even the kids coming, helping their mom and say, Mommy, I want this apple. Mommy, I want this at school. They say it's good to eat this because fruit and vegetable and the mom is giving them. And, yeah, so they are very hard to do that. We didn't do that in a place where, I don't know, like where maybe people don't really, don't, are not looking for food. We pick a place where they feel really late, like the West Hill. If you see that, you know that people, the community, most of the people, like I say, the black, we have Latinos, like almost, we have at least 
worldwide. Everybody's coming, but most is like people in need that come. As, um, and I'm so happy that the more we're doing that, we, we can find that there's more people coming. So it, makes, it means that it's working. So if you have this program and then you have like 10 people, five people, it's like maybe it doesn't work. But we have like 150 families sometimes a day. We have more time from time the food goes. Especially, oh, Thanksgiving, all the food was going. The policeman, they come to help us. There's, everybody was involved. That's the thing I like. Everyone is involved in the communities. It's like helping each other to grow. Yes. So um, how did you meet Greg Sheldon? So first, um, I'm a I'm a graduate student, so I'm I'm gonna finish in next week my master in international affairs and my concentration in right. international de- yes international development. So and so this is my field, like my career working NGOs. My my dream was to work for like the UNICEF one day, and so I was I was looking for job like online on on Indeed, and then. I, I didn't find, like, I was looking, 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 and I was like, okay, since I'm very passionate about NGOs, because my mom also, she's, like, she's very into NGOs, so I think I got that from her. And I typed just like that on Google, NGOs near me, and I found a couple of them, and I was calling, and then when I reached to the Eden Road Foundation, and I called, and Greg picked up the phone, and I introduced myself. I said, hi, my name is Camille, and then I'm a master student, da, 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 and, I'm, and I'm looking for opportunity to work. And he was like, oh, you sound like you are very interested about what you're doing. Just bring your resume and then meet me at the garden, because that day was the garden thing. And I went there, and we discussed about it, and he found that I'm really interested. The first is, is my concentration, what I'm doing for school, and second is something. It's a passion, you know, sometimes. I feel like everything you do with passion, you do it better than if you do it just for doing or just to pay the bill. And for me, working NGOs is always like helping people. I feel like it's, it's my call for in this world. It's something that I always, I took all my time to volunteer at the Damien Center, volunteer for immigration, volunteer for everything. So I say, I want to do that. And then we used to work together. And then he found that I was doing like very well. And then he decided to, for me to be the coordinator, helping, like, raising funds to continue the program, and so on. That's how we met. Now, you're, you are originally from Africa, correct? Yes, from Cameroon in Africa. So this is quite a, a drastic change in weather, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's uh, Actually, yes, but you know what I... The thing is, like, for me, uh, as, as a Cameroonian, as an African girl, is I know food, lack of food like that. We see that in Africa. Like, some people will never believe that even here, some people in Africa, of course, who are not educated, they won't believe that even in America, people still looking for food and stuff because they look at America like, oh, oh, oh. But for me, it's not new to see how people are looking for food because I, when, even when I was in my country, I know how hard is it not to have food? I know how when you walk on Christmas, you see the light, you see people on family eating on the table, you look toward the window and you say, God, why did I do not to have this food? I just need that. It's hard when you see you go, you see the garbage of people, like a lot of food wasting when there's someone next to you that doesn't even have the half of your plate. It's so hard when you see, you put, your, you put yourself on this place and you say, why did I do so? I feel so grateful if we have stuff like that, like, um, 
um, like like the market that we can distribute food. So everybody, like especially during this time, Christmas is the place, is the time where everybody should. At least if you don't have a, a toy or a gift like for kids, at least food for someone means a lot for the kids. Even if they don't have the perfect toy, the perfect doll, the perfect car, if they have food that day or maybe through the winter time, I think for them it's the beautiful, the most present, the beautiful present they can ever have. So, and from Cameroon, I know it was hard, and I mean, I'm thankful that my mom always do the best so I can have all the food in the table, but I I knew that I'd have, like, friends, and I have, like, just having, like, a broader view, I knew that it's a place where, it's a place where it's hard to have food. It's even worse than here in America. So when I come here and I meet the people, I know what they're feeling, and I know that it's, it's I know that it's hard, and I know that if we continue this program, I know that if we give the funds to to continue this program, it's not just for us, but it's for all the community. They would love to do that. Every time when I go to the market, it's the same thing. They always say, I hope you guys are not going to shut down because it really help us. I hope you guys are going to be always on time. And the food, sometimes when we put food on the table, by the end of the day, fruit, everything is gone. Maybe you're just going to see one onion, just one tomato, and that's it. The rest is all gone, you can tell. And, it's, and we feel happy because if we finish all the day and we find we have a lot of food, we will feel like, oh, I guess this thing is not working. And, but no, every time. And people really pick the best thing. They just You can feel like the community are getting healthier. And that's what we want. That's why we don't put like um, like um, things that are not organic. We try, we try to put things organic. We try to maintain the community safe and healthy. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> the uh, COVID-19 is something that's, you know, hit throughout the world. How yeah. bad is how bad is COVID in, in your home country? How bad yeah. is it in Africa? Well, COVID-19 is is very bad. Like very, very bad in Africa because first in the beginning it was people do not have even the money to buy to buy the mask. That's another thing. Like for example here mm-hmm. at least you can get someone maybe in a hospital somewhere people will distribute masks for you for you. That's not the same thing in Africa. Sometimes you can tell that oh it's only one dollar. For people like they struggle like that to have this one dollar. So people do not even have masks and then sometimes even if they if they do before they talk, they're going to take to remove that and then try to talk. They don't know that they can still. So it's, I feel like the, how do I say, the mentality is different. And then they don't, and if you, it's not like here, you, you, if you have the health insurance, maybe you can go and make the test. And there's no health insurance and everything like that. You have to do the line, go to the clinic and stay there for a long time and do that. So it's really hard for people to do that. And people, for example, here we say, okay, there's no school, there's no work, everybody work from home. Most of the women, let's say a woman who works, she works at the market. She has to sell her onions, she has her tomato. How are you going to tell her to work remotely? She can't. She will be like, I prefer dying. Like I prefer taking the risk to get corona than letting my, my, my kids suffer from food, I have to go to the market, I have to, to, to feed my, my families, I'm not, I, 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 there's a lot of, maybe they'll think that a lot of disease came like grippers or whatever, she, people take more, it's because it's different, like the remote thing that we have here, it's not the same, it's like, it's, it's different, people are, people, even the taxi men, like we call it here, Uber, they're just outside, taking the risk, it's 
it's hard. And it's, but that's why the, the thing's contagious. It's like the virus coming fast, fast, because people do not have enjoy. And we can blame, in one part, we can blame her, because let's assume a woman who has like 10 kids, and she's selling the thing in the market. And now you tell him, how can she work remotely? That's no remotely. She can, like, she have to, even when she go watch, she wear the mask. But she's still exposed by a lot of people. And it's, it's hard for people like that, especially people who do not work in administration, like lower-level uh, lower people. And it's really difficult for them. Yeah. Now that, now that it's winter time, are you still gardening? Yes. In, at Clinton Avenue. Yes, we still okay. have the. Yes, at, yes, we still have. I mean, we are looking for more funds to continue the program. Yes, but even during the winter time, we want because there is no season where nobody want to eat. I feel like everybody want to eat the all season, so that's why we all want to continue this program, whatever season now, even during the wind, during the snow, during everything. We want to we want to put the tents very strong. And then helping people because winter is so hard. Like winter time, if you don't have food, just imagine when it's cold like that, you are hungry. At least if it's cold, you know that there's a place Monday to you do your best, maybe taking the bus and coming and having the food. But you are in your home this winter time. You don't even know there's food somewhere. You just stay and then just nobody's going to die for food if there's people like us who can help us. No, there's no way. And there's, there's so many things we can do to help people in this life. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're used to a warmer a warmer climate. Yes. Correct. Uh, do, do you do you mind the cold? Does the cold bother you? Really, in the beginning, yes, since, since I've been here for five years, not really. My first winter time here, oh my god, I was telling my dad that I need to go back to Cameroon, it's so cold. But I was before <laughs> I came here, I was like, yes, I was like, oh, I can't wait to have the snow and I'll take the picture I sent to my mom and everything like that. But when I first came, the snow, oh my god, it was so cold and I. And I was, especially my hand, I don't like when I get cold to my hand. And then even though I was wearing the gloves, it was cold and cold. But, you know, like in everything in life, the more you get used to something, the better you become. So yeah, I know we are still in Albany. Albany is like colder than anything. <laughs> but now I'm in my five, fifth winter time, so I'm I'm used to it pretty much. So I don't, I'm not as cold as I used to be, yes. <laughs> So, do you enjoy what you do? I I really enjoy what I do because it's been it's really tough for me to be to work somewhere and to do something that you don't enjoy. And as as someone who is more like in a social like social so like social like especially humanitarian sector, I always tell myself I really want to work one day. Like my dream work, everybody has a dream at least. If you United Nations, like UNICEF and stuff. But before getting there, I want to have experience with like small NGOs and stuff like that to be stronger. And then, and I, I decided. I said, "Mommy, when I go to America, I'll do my best to to have my master and then start like working in humanitarian sector and then helping people and stuff." She said, "I know my daughter, you're strong. Go and do." And I did my bachelor in political science here, and I was like, "I don't want to stop in the bachelor. I want to go further because I I have big vision for my life since I was young." 
So when I decided um, to do my Master in International Affairs and my concentration I choose international development, we talk is more about like humanitarian sector, NGOs. And for before I graduated, it was like, you guys have to choose like to work for a, a non-profit and stuff. So I worked for the USCII. And I gained a lot of experience working for the United States Committee for Refugees and Immigrants because there was like me also, they are refugees. I mean, I'm immigrants. And one of the part I was a translator of English to French. A lot of people coming from Congo, sometimes they come like that. They don't even know how to speak English. So one thing I was doing is translate uh, English to French, tell them, and then also working on the immigration department, like green card and stuff like that. So it really... You know, when you do something you love, like you do something with passion, you're doing better, as I said previously. So I was helping them. Sometimes they say, oh, we come from the war in Congo now, and then we are this, the stamp here. How can you do that? How can you do that? So I have such a good time working with them, but it was internship and pay and stuff. And then after I went to the Albany Damien Center, like by the HIV, so like working in the human, working with them again. And, and I was like, now I want to work, like helping people for food, uh, like and all of the NGOs. And I started working with Greg in Eden Host Foundation. It was so amazing. Like, it was like, it was some, I feel like I, I don't know, it's, it's been maybe like five or four months I've been working with him, but I feel like we're working forever. Like the way I'm, um, the way I'm capping things so fast and then I'm putting myself and getting involved to that, not just staying in an administration as well, calling, but also getting involved, coming in the site, helping people. That's what I do. That's what I told Greg. And then I told him that I really want to do something. I just, yes, I can do the computer stuff, but I want to be inside. I want to see how the community is here. That's how you'll be able to discuss like with you right now. Because if I didn't like come face to face with people, how can I know what they are made? I will never, you can't know the need of people if you're not with them, if you're not working with them, if you're not, like, helping them. You can't know by just mm-hmm. someone telling you. You have to be there. You have to be on the side. You have to look at their eyes. You have to look to tell them that, how can you help you? And sometimes when we distribute food, we just don't give them food. You have to have the contact. Talk to them. You say, is it, are you happy? Oh, yeah. So that's what guys start to do, like, interview and asking people how to feel. Because it's not just like, you come get the food, go home, you come, get the food, go No, no, no. Asking them, how do you feel? How do you, what do you want more? Because sometimes we will say, we provide, of course, carrot, this, this. Maybe they want something else. You know, some people maybe, and they'll say, what do you want that, what do you want that we can add? What do you think that we can add that will be benefit for you? What do you try to make like, Maybe this person say, oh, actually, it would be good if maybe you guys put, like, milk, or maybe it would be good if they have this, this, so we want to work with them because they are the ones benefiting to that. I mean, we benefit in another part to be by helping people, but most of the, the community that benefit. So we have to ask them what they want because they are the ones who could eat uh, the food and everything. So, And I'm so grateful that some, uh, maybe once in a week or two, two in a week, I come to the site and I walk with Cathy, uh, I think it's Cathy, the girls, they're distributing the food and like putting the food and see how people are happy and then, See that the food is actually good food. That's why I really like in that garden. It's like it's even fresh. That when I go sometimes to do my shop, I try shop. Sometimes I don't even see. It's not even fresh. Like in the garden, garden is even fresher than that. So I was like, good, good thing. So I'm so happy that they are healthy too. So, so we have a minute left. So okay. uh, if people want to learn more about what you do, 
Uh, how could they re- uh, reach out to you? Yes. So what I do as a coordinator, what I do as a coordinator is um, first I try, especially for this program, because we are now working for this program, is to reach out to stakeholders, especially stakeholders who have a strong, uh, a strong reputation, and asking them that if they can sponsor us. Uh, and I explained that first I explained them the overview of our program and I said this is how we're really looking for food and you know the West Hill, are you familiar to the West Hill? And they said maybe no, I said okay the West Hill is considered a start food place where there's not enough food, we want to do, do, do this, 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 this and I send them the overview and I also send them the our budget plan and I say you can contact me at 518-992-5405 and I also give my email camilleoutedenhost.org and yeah, we try we taking from there, yes. So working with stakeholders, trying to raise funds, and yes, so that's what I'm doing. Okay, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. This, uh, this is Focus on Albany, and I'm Cynthia Poole. And your name again, please pronounce. My name is Camille. Camille. Camille Butchow. Camille. <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, if you like the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Camille, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.